Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shockkit Presents Movie Night. I'm your host. My name is Rudy Obias. Joining me for this episode, he is a podcast extraordinary. Uh, he's the host of Fat Guys at the Movies. Kevin Carr, thank you so much for joining me here on this episode. Thank you for having me. It's always good to be on your show, and I'm glad to be back. Uh, so the movie that we're going to be talking about this uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the new film, uh, The Cabin in the Woods. This is the first uh, film directed by uh, Drew Goddard. He uh, he wrote uh, Cloverfield, uh, that which was directed by Matt Reeves, and this is uh, Drew Goddard's first uh, directorial debut. And he he wrote this uh, movie with uh, Joss Whedon, who uh, who uh, d- did Firefly, Serenity. Uh, He's kind of the geek god among other geeks. <laughs> um, so, uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on cabin, the cabin in the woods? Let me give a brief uh, synopsis from IMDb. Five friends go on a break at a remote cabin in the woods where they get more than they bargain for. Together, they must discover the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Uh, this is a poorly written synopsis from, <laughs> from IMDb, and they should be ashamed from it. Um, Kevin, But terribly you- accurate. It's a yes. very accurate description. Uh, though, if, if, anything, if we get anything from this movie that, the, in fact, there is a cabin in the woods. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, what are your thoughts on this film? Uh, first of all, I love horror movies. I, I, I maybe not as much as some people do. I mean, I'm not like I don't live and breathe them, but I love a good scary movie. And it's so uh, it's, horror tends to be more than any other genre. It gets into these ruts and it gets very imitative. Um, you know, back in the back in the 40s, you had the Universal Monster movies, and then the Bug-eyed Monsters, and the nuclear accidents in the 50s, and the slashers in the 80s, the torture porn in the early 2000s. Now it's all found footage. What I love about Cabin in the Woods, it's none of those. It's something (laughs) very different, uh, but it's also made with a great love of the horror genre. Um, On that token, you don't have to know it all to really get the movie. It still plays well if you don't catch all the in-jokes. Um, but I thought it was a unique, a different movie. Um, I, I, I hope it connects with the mainstream audience because I'd like to see more movies like this. Uh, and the biggest thing I can say about this um, is it's more than just a cabin in the woods. There's a lot more to it. But to go into any detail about that would be, uh, you know, it'd be spoilery. And you don't want to give anything away. You want to see this movie as clean as possible. Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to be talking about spoilers uh, later on in the episode. But right now, uh, my thoughts on this film that I I like this movie quite a bit. That I had a lot of fun while watching this movie. I, I'm not a big horror fan. I mean, I like some horror movies when it's done really well. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing, one uh, one of the best movies of all time, in my opinion, regardless of genre. Um, Which is also Drew Goddard's favorite horror movie. Oh, uh, that completely makes sense now uh, that you said that while watching this movie. Um, this this movie is a, a lot of fun, and it does play on a lot of uh, what I would say horror tropes or, or cliches that you would find in, in, the, in horror movies. And this at times it it's effectively very scary and it's also effectively very funny. Uh, I was actually surprised how much comedy is in this movie, but I think the comedy fits very well with with the horror elements of of this movie. And I highly recommend checking this movie out um, if you want to have a good time at a at a movie. You'll get something out of it, but I think you can also get something a little bit deeper. Um, this movie also kind of serves as uh, kind of like a critique or. Uh, 
of, of the horror genre itself. And I, I, I kind of really appreciate that element of the movie. Kind of like I would say something like Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of takes the tropes of, of zombie movies and kind of makes uh, – I don't want to say makes fun of it, but just kind of examines what you could do with with that genre of movie. And Cabin in the Woods is the same way. It, it sees what you can really do with the horror genre. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea. I, I like the way you compare it to uh, Shaun of the Dead because um, – and I know this is going to step on a lot of people's toes, especially horror fans. Um, I, I, I think that, that zombie movies in general can just become very tired fast. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't take long to go through all the zombie things before you're just redoing Dawn of the Dead. And uh, there was this sudden life breathed into zombie movies – in the you know early to mid two thousand, not just with the Shaun of the Dead, but movies like Fido and uh, even the Undead. I mean these these movies that were taking just a different approach to things and, and doing something different and saying, hey, let's not just re- rehash the same things. And and yeah, does it deconstruct itself? Does it deconstruct the other films? Yeah, and that's actually kind of cool because that's kind of made for the fans. Uh, and 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 I think Cabin in the Woods does it. I think it actually just even goes farther. It definitely goes goes further than that. Um, and I, again, I think we're being a little vague on like what – I mean that, that synopsis I read from IMDb is pretty accurate to um, what this movie is about. But the, the tagline of this movie is you think you know the story. Um, you you kind of don't. And, and the, this synopsis is really just one half of what the actual movie is. And I guess I'll just say that. Um a lot of people would say don't even watch the trailer because I, that's uh, it's, it's a little spoilery, and I, I could say I can kind of see that, but it, all that stuff is really just kind of taken out of context to the movie. Um, yeah. let, let's actually get into a, a spoiler conversation of Captain right. Woods. Uh, so, spoiler alert! Yes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, I highly recommend this movie, uh, especially since the only other movie, new movie out there is The Three Stooges. I haven't seen The Three Stooges, but um, I, I feel you, you'll get more out of this movie than The Three Stooges. Uh, <laughs> the Three Stooges. The let me just – I'm going to burst your bubble. Spoiler alert on this. The Three Stooges is not that good. <laughs> so <laughs> – is that really shocking to anyone? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Lockout's not that good either. That's out this week. Oh yeah, Lockout. Uh, what was that space space prison film with uh, Guy Pierce? Escape from L.A. in space. Ah, I, I missed that movie as well. I'm not doing a very good job being a film blogger <laughs> this week. Um, but highly recommend checking out Cabin in the Woods. I don't know how well this movie is going going to do, um, but let's get into a, a big spoiler. Uh, conversation of this movie, The Cabin in the Woods. So, um, this movie, actually, Kevin, what are your thoughts on this movie? Like, unbarred, like, no, you can say whatever you want, spoiler wise. Like, how, okay. how do you think this movie fits into um, the horror genre? All, it plays off these uh, horror tropes so well. Is it actually, could you consider this movie being a horror movie or do you consider it more of a, as a comedy? I think it's a horror movie because it plays as a horror movie. It's not a comedy. It's not Toxic Avenger. You know, it's not trauma. And uh, it's it's people are, are are sometimes too eager to slap comedy next to something. And I'm wait to see. I've literally seen people go, "This is a dramatic comedy about." Well, it's not a dramatic. If it's a dramatic comedy, it's not a dramatic comedy. Um, so I think that there's a difference between making a movie that's a comedy, like take. 21 Jump Street, for example, that's just 
straightforward comedy. It's not a crime. It's not a cop comedy. It's, 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 it's a comedy. Cabin in the Woods is a horror movie, but it's, it's very, it's got a lot of winks and the nods of the audience. It has a lot of, of uh, humor. I mean, I don't think you'd ever consider any of the slasher movies. I don't think you consider Freddy or Jason movies as comedy, even though they oftentimes play that way, it, whether it's, jokes or one-liners or it's just a level of of absurdity that's reached uh, and i think that that's that was kind of the point of cabin in the woods it, it, you know they they have lines and they're playing off the tropes there's of course and there's a it's in the trailer there's a line where where uh chris hemworth's character says oh we should we should stick together no wait a minute because then of course <laughs> i'm manipulating his mind he's like no we should split up <laughs> and then and then fran trans is like really that's the, you know that that's that's of course playing off a very common joke it's a funny line but it's it it completely works within the context of the sh- of of the movie um yeah. and in fact when it goes completely off the rails you know when they when they release everything that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh i guess to to describe the 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 other half of this movie, I guess the thing that I feel a lot of people are tiptoeing around um, the premise of this movie is that the cabin in the woods is a big setup for uh, to to sacrifice uh, these children, these kids to this uh, to to maintain this god, or otherwise this god will will destroy the world. And I actually really liked how this movie ends because I never thought that this movie would end this way. Um, and so th- there's. This movie starts off with, uh, which was shocking to me, with with Bradley Cooper and uh, Richard Jenkins in, in an Bradley, office. Uh, Woodford. Oh, excuse me. Uh, let me say that again. Um, this movie starts off with Bradley Whitford and uh, Richard Jenkins in in um, in kind of like an office. They're they're wearing uh, short sleeve shirts and, and ties, and and they're just talking about how their day is going. And we we <clears throat> excuse me. We soon figure out that. All, all of this is staged. The, the, this whole horror thing is, is a staged thing, and how horror movies do play out. I mean, not just what we get in what you would think in a movie like uh, Cabin in the Woods with like a slasher element, but also Japanese horror stuff in this movie as well. A big monster movie as well. Um, it takes pretty much every subgenre of horror and throws it all into this movie, um, which I actually I really. Like those little bits I mean, of comic uh, elements uh, in this movie, like the the Japanese horror stuff, I thought was hilarious, yeah. and I, I never thought this movie would go that route, but it did. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right, and I, I thought well, and, the, and and I think what's what's impressive about this movie is the extent to which they cast such a wide net over all horror movies, and and you've got homages to everything from zombies with all the monsters, especially in the going deep into the you know, in the bowels of this facility where you have, you know, you have basically the, you know, the, 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 the plaster faced killers, the psycho killers, you've got werewolves, you've got zombies, you've got everything imaginable. And then some, and then on top of it with the whole elder gods thing, tapping completely into the whole Lovecraft, you know, the godfather of modern horror, you're tapping into Lovecraft's ideas with these, these these ancient beings that they're trying to appease i think it, i mean it hits them all and it for the most part keeps it all works and it all fits together even with various such disparate horror elements that really shouldn't yeah and 
I mean, I, for one, I'm not that big of a horror fan, but I, I get the cliches that go along with a lot of horror movies. And I enjoyed this movie like on that level. And I know a lot of people, uh, other critics who are, are huge horror hounds who, who just love gore and, and buckets of it. Um, this movie works for them as well because it, it takes the genre seriously. And I think that's an, an important thing. But at the same time, it, it, it pokes fun at, at the, the cliches of it. Yeah. Um, I love the way this movie ends uh, in kind of like a big showdown with, with all the creepiness that you would get in, in any horror movie. I mean, there's like a, a really creep, creepy clown in this movie Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that really actually frightened me quite a bit. Um, they're, they're big monsters. There's like this big anaconda thing. Yeah, uh, that, that was pretty, pretty violent. I think my only criticism of this movie is I kind of wish um, – the, the studio behind it would put a little bit more money into it, uh, just in terms of the CGI, which kind of looked, uh, I guess, questionable at times. I, I thought, you know, you're right. I think that for the budget, it was completely acceptable. Um, as opposed to, like, to use another movie that came out, Lockout was a movie this week. Just, CGI looked like a video game. It was so bad at times. This one, at least I felt that it was on the level of the, the what you'd expect from the scene. Yeah, things break down every now and then, but it's not, you know, it's it's not a two hundred million dollar movie. It's it's not John Carter where you're <laughs> no. like, everything better look freaking amazing in that movie, or there's no excuse. And I was actually uh I really liked uh Chris Helmsworth in this movie. I think he plays uh kind of like a bonehead well bonehead type jock but actually he's actually a lot smarter <laughs> than you yeah. might think he is um i really enjoyed him in this movie and i really did enjoy this this whole cast especially uh, fr- uh fran kranz is that how you pronounce his name i think it's it's fran kranz i fran think kranz. is how you say it uh yeah. i know it's fran because i had i interviewed uh drew goddard and, and Kristen connelly and they referred to him as fran so uh, I, god knows how he pronounced his last name though I mean, me as a as a Joss Whedon fanboy, uh, mm. this guy's like in practically every Joss Whedon thing. So just seeing yeah. him <laughs> on the screen, I was like, oh, this is going to play like a, 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 I guess, what you would get in a Joss Whedon movie. Uh, Kevin, I know you're not a big Joss Whedon fan. That's uh, true. I do not like Joss Whedon stuff. And that's, what's, and that's what I find uh, fascinating about this movie is that it didn't feel it, – it felt – like it was appropriately under the 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 Joss Whedon umbrella in the sense that you had you know, like you had Frank Frank Kravitz and uh, Amy Acker and and other people that you that shown up in his stuff and it and it it does get uh, you know it, it is a very meta movie and uh, you you get a lot of the sort of awareness of its own uh, of the archetypes which you got that goes back to the Buffy uh, so. So it, it totally feels like it could work in the Josh Whedon thing, but it doesn't feel like a Joss Whedon movie. And it's not. I mean, he just helped co-write it. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not even all his words up there, but, you know, he and Drew Goddard had worked together a lot. So, um, but the stuff that, that personally I don't like about Joss Whedon's work, I felt was absent in, absent in here, <laughs> but it, it, it would have been odd to kind of cram that in. And I think that that's why it doesn't feel like it doesn't reek of Joss Whedon is the best way to do it. But it has sort of his warm, fuzzy touch to it. Uh, I can't wait till we uh, when the Avengers comes out. Then. <laughs> Real if- curious to see where that goes. But here's the, this is why I actually have a little bit of faith because I guess I don't like I, this is really the first movie 
or any anything I've seen of Joss Whedon's that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And again, he just co-wrote it. Um, what gives me hope about the Avengers is its comic book material. And he's got such a history and love of comics that I, I think can work in this. And there's so much more that's forgivable in a superhero movie that, that would be corny in something else. And, and also I think to, I guess, Marvel's credit, or at least the Avengers that, Joss Whedon is kind of secondary because when I think of the Avengers, I don't automatically think of Joss Whedon. I think of the Avengers. I think of Iron Man. But when I think of Firefly, I automatically think of Joss Whedon there. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Again, I highly recommend this movie. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to do. Uh, Kevin, how how well do you think this movie is going to do this weekend? (laughs) You know, here's the thing. I think it would be better. It would have been better off. I I don't think this was the right time to release it. I I think – it would have served better in October in a traditional horror movie month, which would be either October or like January, because those are times that horror movies tend to be dropped. And uh, I, 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 the thing I just worry about this one is it's going to be lost. It reminds me of when like Hostel 2 came out. They gave it like – they did the same thing with Splice, another movie I loved. Oh, that was uh, a summer movie. They dropped those in June. Yeah. And I'm like that's the – nobody sees horror movies in June anymore. I mean they really don't. You might get these aberrant ones, but it's, it's, it's January. Uh, tend to do really well for horror. October does really well for horror. Um, I just think they're trying to find a place for it. Plus, it's rated R. Uh, he's got a lot of going against it. Plus, I think, and I even, I, I like I said, I had a chance for for Film School Rejects to interview um, Drew and Kristen, and I was talking with Drew about. I'm like, uh, you know, what are the challenges of of getting across? The, the, the advertising without being spoilery because on one hand you don't want to give anything away but on the other hand you don't want people not going because they think it's just another cabin in the woods story and and it's named cabin in the woods so how do you get past that and i think there's going to be people who are going to you know even though the poster has the you know sort of the rubik's cube yeah. cabin they're just going to be like oh i just don't want to see some crappy horror movie i don't want to see another one of those or i don't like those and i'm a that's what i worry that it's going to not capture that audience but i think we have to keep all that in mind you know the fact it's r-rated it's it's dropping in the middle of april you know, uh, i think i think i think it, one of the reasons why it was put in april is i think they wanted a friday the 13th release date uh, oh really was that's a dumb reason the well, hulk was I, released on friday the 13th i mean I, I was thinking oh it's friday the 13th today <laughs> oh and cabin in the woods is coming out like and this movie does play off horror genre so so yeah. well and you know obviously friday the 13th i think that's probably one of the reasons that's possible um, i think the only that only works for a friday the 13th movie <laughs> and I, I i really do like the um, the the poster uh, art for this movie i like the cabin as a rubik's cube because it just really says a lot what this kind of what kind of movie this is going to be what kind of puzzle this movie is going to be it gets across that that concept without really spoiling anything yeah and and here's a huge spoiler yes. i was actually uh really surprised that this movie ends with the end of the world <laughs> yeah I, I didn't think i thought there was going to be some last minute thing to save everyone but n- no just destroy everything i think it's i think it's appropriately grim for 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 what they're doing, and I and 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 what's interesting is they do go through this uh, uh, this moral ambiguity at the end, and the, and the moral questioning of it, and and I think that that's that's cool to do because you can have such a grim ending in a horror movie, and it's okay. You don't have to have the guy and the girl ride off into the sunset to make a horror movie good, uh, whereas or, or or popular. I think it can be 
I think you, there's a little more leniency in terms of audience uh, appeal if it's positive or negative. You can you have that wider breadth, and I I, I, I applaud them for for going down that path because it would have sucked if they would have just ended it differently. Yeah, I, I think just I was just like taken aback because I'm just so uh, I guess conditioned by, by uh, Hollywood movies to to have that happy ending uh, yeah. where this movie ends with the end of the world, and uh, I guess listeners also stay away from the Wikipedia page of the cabin in the woods because it gives a lot away a lot uh not just in uh the deconstruction of the horror genre that we were talking about but just uh casting decisions or or certain cameos in this movie (laughs) in general when it comes to cabin in the woods go see it and then read everything yes i i I highly recommend that um so we're both saying yes. Go go see Cabin in the Woods. Uh, let's wrap up this episode of uh, Movie Night. Uh, where can we find you online, Kevin Carr? You can find me at fatguysatthemovies dot com, and you can listen to my podcast every week. And occasionally, Rudy makes an appearance. Uh, you can get my movie reviews and that sort of thing, and, and they link out to full written reviews. You can also catch me at filmschoolrejects dot com, and, and and actually, that is relevant to this one because you can. Check out uh, on Film School Rejects my long interview with Kristen Connolly, the star of the movie, and Drew Goddard. And you're also there's a there's a really cool article that I wrote that I think was pretty really cool. Uh, the seven spoiler free reasons you should go see Cabin in the Woods opening weekend. Huh. Uh, very intriguing. I haven't read that, and I think I will uh, sometime today. Cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Rudy underscore Obias. That's R U D I E underscore O B I A S. Atorcast.com, Shakya.com, and everything that is Rudy at RudyObias.com. On the next episode of Movie Night, we are going to be discussing... We are going to be discussing either uh, the new Disney nature film, Chimpanzee, uh, or The Moth Diaries, or probably both. Uh, That seems to be the only two big movies that are coming out next next week. Uh, That's kind of... Kind of sad, I think. <laughs> it's not a very big week for, for movies next week. Um, no. So uh, closing out this episode of Movie Night, thank you so much for listening to our show. Goodbye. <laughs>